Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. I am so happy to be here talking about one of my very favorite topics, which is food. And I know that it is something that you all love to talk about as well. So this will be fun. So the inspiration for today's episode actually happened quite a while ago. There was so much conversation after my weekend food prep episode, which was episode 256. And I believe it was in this episode that I joked about following up with an episode on phone-in dinners and people on social were like, yes, please do that. (laughs) And in the time since that episode aired, I've continued to talk a lot about food in my stories on Instagram in particular. And I thought that this would be an especially good time to talk about it since it is the end of the school year. And literally stick a fork in me. I'm done. I'm really over food prep sometimes. (laughs) And I love cooking. I'm like, that's the super sad thing is that I'm somebody who really enjoys cooking. I just don't like being in a rush with cooking. So I think the reason I'm excited about the end of the school year is that over the summer, the pressure will be off around prep, around school activities and such. So I want to share a couple of notable listener comments from the food prep episode that I pasted into my notes probably months ago. (laughs) And I'm really glad I did because I wouldn't have even remembered that this happened. So two little hacks. On Instagram, somebody shared, I had to stop listening and come here to share the easiest recipe for overnight steel cut oats from the kitchen. It's life-changing. So yay for life-changing recipes. I'm going to link up this steel cut overnight oats recipe in the show notes. And this is super helpful because I know from experience that when you're cooking steel cut oats, just fresh out of the box on the stovetop, I think it takes at least 25 minutes and a lot of stirring. So I'm pumped about that. The second thing is that via email, Gloria shared, 
I love the food prep episode and certainly picked up some great tips. One thing you mentioned was the roasted veggies and the messy pan. I always use parchment paper on a cookie sheet for easy cleanup for most items going in the oven. I hope that may work for you. Thank you, Gloria, for that tip. For listeners' reference, I usually use Silpat mats, and somebody actually recently asked me about mine. The traditional Silpat mat, which I think is a French product, is the gold standard in my opinion, but I also have a couple of extra silicone mats from Amazon Basics, so I'll link those in the notes as well. I do find the Silpat is just a little bit I don't know. There's something about the consistency of those mats that's a little bit different and I think a bit superior, which is probably why they cost more. Okay. A few other notes going into this show. One is that I think it's very obvious when you think about phone and in dinners that there are things like pasta and breakfast for dinner, which are great. I'm not going to go into detail about those because We actually don't usually go that route for some reason for food, unless it's mac and cheese. I feel like that's an animal of its own, but like pasta with marinara, we just, I don't know. We don't tend to eat that around our house. I also wanted to call out a back episode with Asha. If you would like a little dose of Asha in your ears, episode 155, Easy Pantry Dinners. I will link that up in the notes as well, because you it's always fun to hear what other people are eating and enjoying. So that episode was really fun because Asha loves food too. So it was really fun to hear from her about what she was eating and how she makes food prep easy. Three other things that are really helpful in one's ability to phone it in. (laughs) So funny. The first is admittedly kind of the not phone it in part, which is weekend food prep. So circling back to that episode, I will say that how much I prep in a given weekend definitely depends on my energy So and what we have in the fridge. So I find that if I've got an open day and I also have just recently hit the grocery store and have all this exciting material to work with, those are the days when I go a little bit bonkers and people in stories have been on occasion like, wow, what is even happening here? Because I will, I'll, I'll prep five or six things and it'll be really bonkers. But there are some weekends when I only have the energy to prep maybe like one thing or maybe two things over the weekend. And that is still super helpful because it will help piece things together during the week and give you a degree of freedom somewhere. So I still highly recommend that. Second, and you'll hear more about the specifics on this on the back half of this episode, but stock your freezer with favorites or perhaps pull some inspiration from the specific items I'm going to talk about today. I work on keeping us stocked with frozen vegetables, frozen fruit. Those are actually really, really important, not for dinner specifically, but for smoothies and things and snacks, proteins. So different meats, different vegetarian options, and then carby kind of things. So wraps and stuff. I I will also make sure I have in the freezer. And then the counterpart to stocking the freezer is your pantry. Some of the things that are routinely helpful for us are things like beans, dried or canned. I usually try to do a big batch of beans from dried and then I'll freeze them in batches. But we also keep on hand canned beans for emergency purposes, canned beets, nuts, chips, salsa, any of those 
substantial items that can help you round out a meal are so important. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And then on the back half of the show, I'm going to walk you through nine specific phone-it-in dinners that we have on repeat. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Okay, friends, we are back and we're going to get granular with phone it in dinner options. (laughs) I'm getting it really specific because it seems like that's what people really love is to have really concrete directives. So I'm going to start with something we just had this week, which is frozen dumplings. You can get many varieties. My family seems to really like the chicken frozen dumplings from Trader Joe's, and they also have vegetarian dumplings, and I just do them in the steamer. One of my kids is a vegetarian, so we always need to have that option around. So I just serve those, steam those up. It takes about eight minutes. I put on a pot of brown rice, and then I just cook frozen peas and corn in a pot and done. Oh, and also seaweed wrappers. We love having, we always have seaweed wrappers around because that's just what we do. And the leftovers work well for lunch the next day. So I always cook a little extra. Vi was so happy to have her dumplings and her rice and her seaweed and her lunch the next day after this meal. And I have to note that I was so pleased that she could just be happy about that and didn't have any weirdness or embarrassment because It's just a new time. And back when I was a kid, I would have been horrified to bring Asian food to school because I would have been made fun of. So I'm glad we are in a different generation. The second item is nachos. And listen, I consider them well-rounded because you've got your beans, (laughs) cheese, 
What else? You could do ground beef, but we don't usually do that. We just keep it really simple. We always have salsa kicking around as well as avocados. So if I actually make guacamole, it feels really quite balanced, which is lovely. I apparently have shared about nachos enough as nachos for dinner that I've received a lot of messages about tater tot nachos. And I love this in theory, but I have not managed to get myself there because that involves first cooking the tater tots and then making the nachos with them. So that feels actually quite involved (laughs) when you're really exhausted at the end of a workday. Third, rotisserie chicken. I know this was one of Asha's favorites and man, it solves a lot of problems. It doesn't solve my vegetarian problem, but it solves a problem for three quarters of our household. And if you just serve that with some cut up cukes and carrots and you've got some bread on the side or whatever you want for a carb done. So easy. Love it. Uh, Sometimes I'll make wraps out of them or you can make quesadillas with cheese and some rotisserie chicken and boom, solve so many problems. Okay, fourth, another big one in our house, both for lunches and dinner, are some kind of frozen burger. There are lots of veggie burgers out there. You can take any of your picks. I do like the veggie burgers at Trader Joe's. They have an Indian spiced burger that I really like, and they're really, there are just like a million varieties of protein sources. But I also recently have become happily obsessed with ButcherBox's salmon burgers, Because I love fish. If I'm feeling lacking somewhere nutritionally, it's usually because I feel like I need a protein hit. And they cook in eight minutes from frozen. So super, super awesome. If bread works for you, you can either use an actual bun. Or if you have no buns or have a gluten issue, then you can just use those frozen peas and corn and guacamole and chips like I did the other day. (laughs) There's no shortage of options. Or put a veggie burger or a frozen uh, burger of some kind cooked on a salad. It's just perfect. Okay, number five is freezer gnocchi. And Trader Joe's has a sweet potato version that is a favorite around here and literally takes like five minutes to cook. It is my favorite easy thing that both of my children will eat. And it's just so easy. I actually am not into gnocchi. So I end up making something else for myself, but it is a fantastic food for kids and it couldn't be easier. Six are freezer pizzas. For a while, I went on a little bender where I would buy boxes of prepared freezer pizzas with the toppings on it and everything. But my very favorite freezer pizza crust is against the grain gluten-free. It's a three cheese gluten-free crust. It's not available everywhere, so you might have to dig to find it, but I find that since we tend to usually have mozzarella and sauce kicking around, it's a great way to use up little random remnants, little potato ends, vegetables, if you have pepperoni or some kind of chicken, rotisserie chicken, whatever. It's a great way to just toss stuff on there and go. So I love it. My entire family loves these crusts, even though they're gluten-free. So that's pretty huge. I usually do two at a time. My next recommendation, which is great if you have vegetarians or just like a little protein hit, is falafel. And Laurel actually food prepped a really big batch from scratch one weekend, and it was fantastic. 
But I will also say that the frozen falafel from Trader Joe's is great. And this is just a great option for us to have on hand. Everybody likes it and works great on a salad or in a wrap with hummus, tomato, cukes, lettuce. It's great for dinner or lunch. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Number eight. One of the most common things I eat, and actually a lot of people eat in my house, are some kind of salad, whether it's a sweet green knockoff salad, which if you know, you probably heard in the weekend food prep episode, I think I talked about knockoff sweet green dressings, and I love a good salad with lots of little remnants on it, uh, whatever's kicking around in the fridge. And Years ago, my dear friends, Ann and Michael, introduced me to the term butler salad, which I thought it was like a British thing. Maybe it is a British thing. But anyway, the idea is that you can make a salad just root through your fridge for what you have. And it's a great way to use up the end of the baby carrots bag or a random bit of cucumber. And you toss on some rotisserie chicken and or maybe of hard boiled eggs. You just Toss whatever you want in there. And honestly, as long as you have a good dressing, (laughs) you're good to go. That reminds me, I will link up the two sweet green knockoff dressings that I have really liked. Actually, I think it's one big article that has a bunch of recipes in it. It's super great. And the there's like a sesame miso dressing that they have that's wonderful. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to mention are burritos. You could also do quesadillas if you want. These are not gluten-free, but I have been experimenting more with eating them. And so far, that level of carb is working okay for me, and I'm not having stomach pain, so yay. So I mentioned my friends, Anna Michael, and I got sort of comically obsessed about finding great freezer burritos, thanks to my friend Michael. 
But the only problem with them is that we don't have a functional microwave. I know that might sound shocking. And having a microwave is most certainly a way to have access to all manner of phone and in dinner options. But ours broke and I didn't bother fixing it. And now it holds reusable water bottles. So anyway, I don't have a microwave. And in the traditional oven or countertop toaster oven, the freezer burritos take a long time to cook. 30, sometimes more minutes. It's a little mysterious. I don't know. So the other option that is sometimes faster is homemade. And I was reminded of this a couple months ago because my friend Fernando made breakfast burritos and they just included eggs and potatoes and cheese and salsa and were delicious. So we always have some of Maria and Ricardo's burrito-sized wraps on hand. I find that the texture of those allow for better folding than, say, the Whole Foods burrito-sized wraps. And you literally can put whatever you want in it. So sometimes, since we often have brown rice kicking around, that'll be a base. We'll add in some protein and then whatever vegetables. And I definitely like putting sour cream and salsa in whatever's going on there. So burritos get a lot of play in our house, and they are just wonderful. So I hope I've given you plenty of inspiration to phone in your dinners and just make your life a little bit easier, especially as we're working our way through the end of the school year. My Your Next Edit for this episode is really simple, and it is to stock your freezer. Pick up some favorites, perhaps pick up some new things, because of all the things that I've talked about, I always feel quite relieved when I have some good freezer options at my disposal and can just toss them in the oven or put it on the stovetop and it's ready really quickly. It is game changing. It sounds so basic and it is basic and it is game changing. Okay, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you could drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.